All right, hello guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by the one name man himself, Dom. Triple D's, what it do? All right, all right, and let's get into it. Sad news for me personally today. I lost my lead, but we will get into why. And you know what? <laughs> I can't. I can I only have. <laughs> myself to blame at the end of the day yeah myself to blame um but let's get into these games uh the hornets played the rockets and again there was no john wall there was no christian wood and it still was a close game for most of the game but the hornets end up winning 119 and 94 because the rockets could only score seven points in the fourth quarter seven unbelievably bad um, Oladipo, 7 of 18. Um, Daniel House, 5 of 11. No one really shot all that great. They kind of were all hitting their shots early, but late in the game, they just kind of ran out of steam and had nothing else to do. Nawaba came off the bench, 4 for 14, was a minus 22. Hate to see something like that. I mean, he had to play the second most minutes for some reason, so whatever's happening. For the Hornets, LaMelo ball, 24 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. He just continues to lead the way and go crazy for them. Um, Gordon Hayward right there giving me consistent numbers. He had 19. And off the bench, telling you, man, I really think there's something here. Bridges and Monk are just completely fine without Graham. It, well, more shockingly without LaMelo there, but without Graham, they just go out there and they just shoot the ball. Um, Bridges, 19 points. Again, second straight game, he's led the team in rebounds with 10. Malik Monk, 14 from him. Um, five assists, so he's the one diamond out there. Um, Dom, what would you see out of this one? I mean, you know, Houston was missing like three of their five best players and Eric Gordon, John Wall and, and Christian Wood. So, I mean, as much as they were trying to put up a fight in the first three quarters, it was only so much they were going to be able to do against a relatively healthy Charlotte team who's only missing Devontae Graham, I believe, at the moment. So, you know, LaMelo came out there. He proved He proved again why he's arguably – number one in the rookie of the year race and you know he had contributions from like you said Bridges, Monk, Hayward, Rosier so you know you, I, I also you know putting LaMelo in the starting lineup also brings him back with Cody Zeller which makes Cody Zeller more useful too so you know that probably helps a lot too. Yeah absolutely. Uh, Darnell what were your thoughts? Well I think it's finally time that we start the campaign for more LaMelo games on national television because plus 29 on a day, 24 points, seven rebounds, 10 assists. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, he made seven of 12 threes. Like, I think that's progress. Like, one of his biggest knocks coming in was that he wasn't going to be able to shoot the ball that well. And scouts had questions about his shooting mechanics. But shooting mechanics aside, if the shot goes in, like, look at our boy fighting Ty Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton. His shot mechanics are terrible. Yep. But if the shot goes in, that's really the, uh, the all that really matters. And like Dom said, for Houston, not having Eric Gordon, John Wall, and Christian Wood, they didn't have the firepower that was going to keep up with the hot Charlotte Hornets team. So for Houston, Victor Oladipo, he was going to be the main guy out there trying to do his best to carry the team, but 
he's in a new situation. He doesn't know his teammates that well yet. So that's a tough situation to put him in. And this was a kind of a game that you, if you were a Rockets fan, you kind of knew that you were going to lose going in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but LaMelo, again, that plus, that plus 29. We talked about this earlier. Now he's in the starting lineup. I guess coach can't complain anymore about these turnovers because for some weird reason, he's the one player I've ever seen where he gets better when he turns the ball over. That's what just makes him more free. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, but it just seems to keep happening. So it's all about it's all about the freedom, man. You just gotta be out there being able to do exactly what you want to do. No complaints. You see, he shoots that ball ugly as shit. The problem was when Lonzo was shooting that ball ugly as shit, everybody was on his ass. But you feel me? Nobody say it. Nobody says it about Lamelo like that. Lamello... Lonzo misses them and Lamelo doesn't. That's why. Well, Lonzo was making them like in college, and then and even in the summer league and stuff. It was just you know, what's the regular season hitting all the pressure went on him. And remember, Pat Bev went out there and bullied that man for no reason. He was like, "Yeah, I heard what your father was saying." <laughs> I was like, "Well, damn." <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, man, I mean, we will see what, what's happening. Ryan Lamelo definitely leading the rookie of the year charge. I think what? one of the crazier things was I was watching the game. Rozier had the ball in front of Lamelo one time. He just dripped. He had, like, a beautiful pass, like, between his legs back to him. So, it's like yeah, whatever's happening, all those things aside, they like him, and that's all that really matters. The Hornets can I just, I'm just curious, like, what the difference would be if, like, Lamelo was first and if Alonzo was second. If Lamelo's just like better, better than Lonzo, or if it's like, if it if it was the pressure that just got to Lonzo, that Lamelo doesn't have to deal with the same exact pressure. I mean, it's something we'll never know, but it's just a curious thing to think about. I mean, I think Lamelo's better. I think Lamelo's just better too. <laughs> just better than him because he can like. I mean, you can say he doesn't deal with the pressure, but he does. Still from the same family. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't have to play on the Lakers, but I mean, Lonzo's had two years away from the Lakers, so you can't even use that anymore. He's had two years without any pressure. Being on, yeah, right in the yeah. still doesn't look like this. Still, so yeah, personal opinion on that one. Um, moving on. The Raptors beat the Grizzlies. Another game that was close until the fourth quarter. The Grizzlies got held to 16 points, and the Raptors started running away with this one, winning the game 128-113. Um, did Kyle Lowry get hurt? He played eight. Yeah. Wow, Kyle Get back spasms. Jeez, Kyle. But strange way, as we know, they're kind of better without him now. Uh, continues to happen for them this year. Siakam went crazy, 32 points, six assists. Um, something I think people kind of expected with, you know, the Grizzlies again. Clark versus Siakam. Siakam actually is going to win that battle. Um, and Norman Powell, 29 points, 10 to 17. Clark wasn't there. Oh, he wasn't. That makes sense, too. They're always hurt. Yeah. There, though. Probably cooking beans. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Fred Van Fleet plus 14, 32 points for him. Boucher only at 12. He's a plus 20 off the bench. Um, and for the Grizzlies, Amen Valanciunas came back 27 points, 20 rebounds, 10 offensive. Huge game from him. John Morant, though, struggled 5 of 17 from the field, minus nine out there, 18 points, nine assists. Dylan Brooks, eight for 20 from the field as well. 
a rare game actually from them when you see kind of a not balanced shooting performance from the starters and the bench. That's kind of been one of their strengths all season, but with no Melton and no Clark, I could see why that would happen. Um, their whole bench was a negative nine at best, not something, again, you only see from the Grizzlies. Uh, Darnell, what would you see out of this one? Yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. Um, Siakam, 32 points, six assists, five rebounds. He's been continuing to play well. He had a funk to start the year, but he seems to be battling out of that. They got great performance out of Norman Powell with his 29 and his six of nine from the three-point line. I think Fred Van Fleet's playing at one of the highest levels he's played ahead of his career, coming off of that 50-point, 50, 50, was it 54? 54, yeah. 54-point game a couple games ago. He had 32 and a plus 14. And Chris Boucher is in his role off the bench. He gives you he gives you 12 and 10, bringing that energy in his 30 minutes. But looking at Memphis, I've been a little underwhelmed with John Moran this year. He had 18 and 9. That's Those are okay numbers. But 17 shots, that's not the efficiency he's looking for. And I thought he would take a bigger leap as an individual player. The team's having some of the similar success to what they had last year, but I think Ja has to pick it up if the Grizzlies want to take a jump. Maybe they're waiting on a return of um, Jaron Jackson. Maybe that'll help him, give him somebody else out there to help him. But I got I want more from Ja Moran. Just so far this season, I just haven't seen it. Well. One thing that, like, one thing we were saying last year or, like, when we were watching the games and stuff like that, Ja's amazing. Don't get me wrong. And Ja started off the year, like, really hot. Like, he had, like, 40 the first game. Like, he started off the year really good until he got hurt or sick or whatever. But, um, yeah. But one thing we were saying is that Ja's not really the key piece of the team. It really is Jaron. And it's not even just Jaron. It's the fact that it's like that's the reason they've been they're they're nine and ten right now. They just they're nine and eleven or whatever, but they just have so much depth on their team. Like it's really insane. So when their whole team is healthy, because they all do the same thing, they can all they can all defend well enough. They're all fast and athletic. They can all Except shoot. Except Kyle Anderson. Aside from slow mo, yeah. <laughs> Lomo's the one person that's not fast or, and, and athletic. But aside from him, everybody else is relatively fast and athletic. Or, yeah, he can't really shoot either. But he's, like, he's like the one outlier in the whole, on the whole team. But everybody else is kind of, like, has the same build. So it's like as soon as you lose one, you get the same thing back. But, you know, it just came down to, again, same thing with Houston. I mean, you know, Toronto had most of their players aside from Lowry and uh, Anunoby. But aside from that, their team was relatively healthy, and Memphis still continues to not be healthy. So, you know, that's the outcome. One thing I'll give Ja a bit of a break on, he hasn't looked this bad necessarily all season until today. Like, normally he's been giving them around, like, 17 and 19, so I get what you mean, Darnell. Is he hasn't shot this bad, I don't think, all season. And I think – I feel like it was kind of a situation where everyone was just kind of shooting the ball and Ja couldn't really get the reins. That makes sense? Because Dylan was clearly just catching the ball and putting it up. 
putting up every time because he shot it 20 times and Anderson shot it 14. Uh-huh. And Valanciunas probably just got offensive rebounds. But normally what you see from the Grizzlies is everyone kind of shoot like 10 to 12 times. So with everyone kind of coming back, it might have just thrown things off of the mix. So uh, definitely something to look forward to, though. He can't go 5 of 17 again um, going forward. They just normally don't – because normally it's the bench, too. That's the reason they win. And this time the bench really never got into yeah. it. And they played the starters 37 minutes, 37 minutes, 34 minutes. It's just not something they normally do. So I just find that very interesting, um, something to look forward to, because they normally beat you with their depth with the fact they had, like, 14 players on the roster who can actually play. <laughs> so definitely something to look at with the Grizzlies. They, they're trying, but the Raptors just continue to climb back. We, we knew this was coming, man. As soon as they figured out that Siakam has to play the five and Boucher has to play the five and Aaron Bates has to play a little less. Um, moving on, I'm excited about this one. The Suns beat the Cavs 119-113. Cavs decided to start both Jared Allen and Andre Drummond over Prince today. Um, and they end up getting solid production from both Jared Allen, 14 points. Uh, Drummond, 15 and 14 with a plus three. Um, Garland and Sexton were both solid. Well, Sexton was solid, 10 of 15, 23 points, five assists. Garland, like six of 18, but he was still a plus one out there with seven assists. Um, Okoro struggling, 25 minutes, minus 20 for him. Again, that's one of those – that's what we call a Michael Porter Jr. game out there from Okoro as no one else was more than a minus five. And for the Suns, they continue to go back to what works. Cam Johnson off the bench. (laughs) 3-4-11, but it doesn't matter. Plus 13, best plus minus on the team. Look at you waking up. Devin Booker went crazy. 14 for 27, 5-9 from three, 36 points. Eight assists. He decided to just turn up. He's been turning up the last couple games. Um, although last game, I believe they played the Magic. He was kind of scoring late in the game. I was watching it. But this one, he just they needed him every second of the way. And Andre Aiden, 15 points, 16 rebounds as well. And Bridges in the starting lineup, 8, 10 from the field, 22 points. And uh, Darnell, what are your thoughts? I heard you have a hot take or something on this about this game. Might have a little hot take. I don't think it's that hot. I think it's my I think it might be a little lukewarm. But going to yesterday's game, I was watching this one and JB Bickerstaff made a kind of a weird move in starting Jared Allen and Andre Drummond. Maybe it was a move to get JaVel back into the rotation to boost his trade value, but I don't know if that's it either. I think it's more so to do with the fact that Phoenix starts Kaminsky and Aiden, and they wanted a little more size as opposed to starting Torian Prince. I think that probably would have been a smarter move to start Torian Prince, but hindsight was twenty twenty. And I think Colin Sexton played well. He was hot in the first three quarters. He only shot he only shot ten to fifteen from the field. He's got to get more field goal attempts when he's hot like that. I think that's one of the things that stood out. Darius Garland was. Missing a lot of his shots, a lot of easy ones. He was aggressive in the third quarter, fourth quarter, to put them into the lead. The game was slipping away within the second quarter, but they made a fight early in the third and fourth to kind of keep it respectable before ultimately Phoenix pulled away. And for Phoenix, I think Cameron Johnson 
he was coming off the bench. He was 0 for 6 from a three-point line, and then in the fourth quarter, he made his last two, which proved to be crucial for them. And some of the shots Devin Booker was making was just unbelievable. Like, he takes some of the most difficult shots, but they somehow still go in. Doesn't matter how good a defense that you're guarding them with. That's most of the reason why Isaac Okoro is a minus 20 because he was the main defender on Devin Booker. And frankly, he was just getting cooked. And for the Cavs, my hot take is the Cavs can use Kevin Love. Like, I don't think that's something that is wild to say. Like, he can space the floor. He can give them another scoring option because Drummond isn't effective around the basket making layups. We know that, like, Jared Allen's going to clog the paint because he doesn't stretch the floor. So that takes away driving lanes for Kyler Sexton. You want Darius Garland to play in space as well. So for that backcourt to work, you need better spacing on the floor and having two centers out there. And uh, Isaac Okoro, who at this point I'm questioning – I'm not going to say – I'm questioning why he's earning some of the minutes that he's earning in the starting lineup. I get that he's probably the best perimeter defender that you have. I don't know at this stage of his career that he's that much ahead of Torian Prince, but I think there's other options offensively that can give them a boost if they're struggling because I don't know if the identity of this team is just – I don't know if you can play the way – if, you, if you're not bringing enough to the game offensively, he makes some of his open shots. Granted, he was two or five from three. But you just want to see more from Isaac Okoro. And I think a change in the starting lineup might help them if they want to kind of get this thing back on the right track because they've been slipping as of late. And from the looks of it, if you don't get this thing going sooner rather than later, then the season can be slipped away. Yeah, I was going to ask about Jetty and why he doesn't start. Because he definitely would be a better offensive threat. Um, but I have some I have some other thoughts about the Cavs. But, Dom what, what, Dom, what are your opinions? I mean, I only call it a hot take because I just used your words. You said it was a hot take. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a hot take I, I would say, I would say it's a hot take because amongst Cavs Twitter – Kevin Love is like, don't bring him into the lineup. He's going to ruin everything. Like, trade this man away as soon as possible. I don't care if it's for a second-round pick. Like, no, that's that's just illogical. You can include me in Cavs Twitter because I at the beginning of the season, I thought that. But looking at it now, I, I mean, they just need the offense. Because what was happening – well, Dom, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, y'all been trying to trade Kevin Love since, like, 10 games since he got to Cleveland, like, six <laughs> years ago. So, <laughs> y'all been trying to get rid of this man forever. <laughs> but Cleveland, clearly. I, I ain't never seen somebody on the trade block so long. <laughs> he definitely been there as soon as he got there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was it was interesting to me. I didn't know why they started Drummond or Allen either. I was like – I was like, it barely works with Boston. And Tice can at least shoot a little bit. <laughs> so, 
for for y'all to do that with two people who can't shoot and then one of them even though he don't shoot you know he wants to shoot he be trying to shoot so bad <laughs> oh yeah because he because he know he can't finish around the rim so he'd be like you know what let me try to expand his range but then he still can't shoot but um you know it was just it was just gonna be a weird fit regardless and you know Cam Johnson coming off the bench, even if he's missing, he's still being effective out there. And, you know, they were missing Chris Paul, but, you know, Devin Booker just picked up the slack for, you know, you know, like I said, Booker been chilling this whole season. He's capable of turning up whenever the fuck he wants to. He just been vibing. Like this dude did drop 70. So it's just like, you know, I ain't worried about him. Just now noticing a couple of things. Uh, or Chris Paul did. I knew Crowder didn't play, but Chris Paul didn't play, so that's probably yeah. that explains why Booker decided to just take over. Um, and for the Cavs, JaVale McGee got ejected, so that kind of ruined any rotation you wanted to have there. What the idea was, if he just going to get himself yeah. ejected after eight minutes, that won't really damn happen. Demarcus. <laughs> and he had eight points or rebounds. It was a weird. Points. It was a weird ejection, like. It was the camera wasn't on him at all. Like they never showed what happened. All you know is he blew up. He he was. They were trying to hold him back and restrain him. And you saw him blow a kiss towards Frank Kaminsky, and that was it. That was the end of it. <laughs> Why these dudes always blow kisses when they met? <laughs> <laughs> this man hit. This man hit a three too. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> the was going crazy because of Kaminsky. Got it, Jeff. I see. I think with the Cavs, so the reason that I personally was kind of like no Kevin Love was because at the beginning of the season, very beginning, I want to say first 10 games, they had like the best defense in the league and it was like their identity. But as we've yeah, seen, it's hard to keep that up for 82 games or 72, whatever, maybe 70, whatever. But it's just going to be hard to do in a season where everyone's just going to keep running, 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 and you just have to play defense all the time. It's going to be a tough thing to consistently do. The other issue, I think, for the Cavs actually right now is the fact that they beat the Nets back-to-back. Because now nobody's – they're not sneaking up on anybody. Everyone remembers that, and everyone's like, you know what, I got to bring it or they can beat us. Like, we've seen Booker go out there – I mean, yeah, there was no Chris Paul, so that's probably one reason. But we've seen him go out there just chilling and all of a sudden try to turn up late and then lose the game because of it. He has not come out – I want to say this is a season high from 36. He hasn't come out this aggressive really all year. And we saw it again. I mean, LeBron, obviously, you know, he went back there. But he also came out aggressive. And now they can't really sneak up on people. They're, it's just more of a struggle for them. I mean, the Bucks beat them recently, too, because they're just like, oh, we've seen that you beat the Nets. We got to bring our A game. And that's why suddenly, I mean, you know, they're, they're 10 and 15, which I think they're a better team than that. I just think they're getting everyone's A game now because of what they did to the Nets, to be completely honest. Beat them both times. <laughs> yeah, beat them twice. That's the thing. So everyone's like, all right, Sexton, you're for real. And, and I agree with definitely Darnell. If – the defense is going to be there, which, I mean, they're starting to let up more points because it's just natural. You just, it's tough to play the best defense in the league, you know, all the time. It's just it's, when you're under, man. So you might as well just tough. start Jetty and just, just shoot the ball. 
it's tough to play top level defense if you're going to be the worst offense. That's because good. if you're going if you're going to miss all the shots after you defend them, then like it's going it's then all you got is just going to be right back into transition defense. So like it's, it's just going to get tiring after a while. So if there's no offensive like if you look at most of like the top defensive teams, maybe aside from like Utah, but like most of the top offensive teams for like the past few years, like Golden State, Cleveland, when LeBron was there or whoever else, most of them also had high level offenses because when you score the basketball, you can relax and, and jog back on defense instead of sprinting back off the time. Yeah, at least I think top 15 defenses, not top, not the worst. Def- I mean, they at least had top 15 offenses, not the worst one in the league. Yeah, and I think it's hard. Like, if you need you need moments in a game where you can kind of rest on defense. If you have to play yeah. all out on defense and on the offensive end, you can't score. Like, that's the name of the game. Like, you got to score the basketball. Yeah. So it's just simple as that. Yeah, it's like for having Drummond, like you like you pointed out, he just isn't efficient enough ever, unless he goes crazy, like nuts, like 35 and 15, which we've seen him do twice this year. If he's not going to do that, he's just not efficient enough. And then when you add Allen, that just means like now your transition defense is going to really, really struggle because now you got, you know, two guys who are just, they're just bigger, so they're naturally just not going to be as fast. The Suns get turned up and down. But I, I really think – I mean, the biggest problem for them is Garland. I don't – he's always a positive, which is weird. But he got to shoot better than 6 of 18, at least past the – I mean, I guess Okoro can't score. Sexton was doing all he could. He went 10 of 15. Maybe just let Sexton shoot it more. But you know if you pass his drum and he going to shoot. So I, I guess he kind of has no choice. But – There's I mean, like – oh. It's like a very large discrepancy between Garland's assist, actual assists, and his potential assists. A lot of yeah. those buckets don't get converted, and it makes it, it skews his numbers a little bit. That's why he's always positive in the plus minus, but his numbers never jump off the screen. He does, he misses a lot of easy layups sometimes because he takes a lot of floaters, a lot of difficult shots like that. Mm-hmm. And his three point shot, it comes and goes. He's yeah. an excellent. You know how some shooters can shoot like they can make 30 in a row in, in warm-ups, but in a game, they can only go one for three? Like, he's just that kind of shooter right now. Yeah, I see he averages 40%, like oh, close to 41% from three for the season. So, he's definitely normally a good shooter. I have a question, Darnell. Do you think that they should yeah. – I feel like this would work. I don't know how bad he is defensively. But do you think they should just start Windler just for the shooting? The thing is, Windler is – he's still young, so he was brought in to be a shooter. I think defensively he'll be fine, but he's not going to be – he's not going to be able to sick him on the best player every night. He's not going to be able to be that defender. So you're going to have to kind of do it by personnel, yeah. but – I think he just has to be more aggressive from the three-point line. Maybe – I think if the spacing with Kevin Love is there and he can get more open looks, that confidence will come. But he's just not there yet. I was about yeah. to say, he only he only shoot 32% himself. So, he not like, you know, 
an excellent shooter out there. Yeah, At least I yeah. just feel like they just need to shoot more threes. Like I really yeah. that's, a, that's a big point that they need to do. They shoot like, more threes. They don't shoot enough. Like even if he's going to shoot 33%, you can't only shoot 24. That just isn't gonna work. Because this means everything's so tough. Yeah, Sexton wants to drive, but if everyone's gonna be inside. So I yeah, I definitely obviously I see the value of Kevin Love now because they just I mean, at least our Prince, because he can shoot. Jeez. But but they just have to get the shots up. And I just, they just don't ever. Jetty does. Jetty going to shoot the three. Everybody else. Even, even Nance will shoot it. He's not a yeah, great. Getting they don't have Nance. That's a good point. Yeah. He's he's hurt for like a month. He's hurt for like two weeks to a month. But Nance Four will at least weeks. shoot it. Huh? Four to six weeks. He just had surgery on his wrist yesterday. Ah, okay, so he's gone for like a month. So then you still got these three big, slow, not shooting ass players. So I mean, it's only so much they're going to be able to do to space the floor. When and then, like, like, like Darnell was saying, the offense really does for whatever reason. It, it's not even for whatever reason, it just kind of has to run through Drummond because he's just there. Yeah, the <laughs> like, if Colin going to be a slasher. And Drummond can't go outside of the paint. <laughs> I mean, he's just there. So if he's going to be in there clogging the lane, you kind of have to give it to him. And then he's going to yep. go out there and shoot some stupid ass layup and miss it. <laughs> so, yeah, tough, tough right now for the cast, especially with no, with no Nance and no Love. They just don't have a power forward. And I mean, they have Prince, but. I see why you want him on the bench, though, because someone has to help the bench out, too. So it's kind of a tough situation. Yeah. All right. So next up, we got the Bucks versus the Nuggets. The Bucks end up winning 125-112 behind, you know, 30 points, nine rebounds for Giannis, yawn. Um, Chris Middleton at 29 points, 12 assists. 11 of 11 from the free throw line. Nice game from him. Actually started Brent Forbes' game. Drew Holiday was not in, and they still end up beating the Nuggets. Um, I didn't even know he missed it. I didn't either, so I'm looking at it right now. Bobby Portis was a plus 16 off the bench. And for the Nuggets, hey, man, Will Barton, he had 24. Somehow he was a minus 19. Now that's weird. Um, But 9 of 16 for him. Jamal Murray came out there. Just back off injury. He said, I'm going to shoot the ball. Four for 17. Yikes. Only 11 points for him. Jokic tried his best he could. 35, 12 rebounds, six assists. As the team around him continues to ruin his MVP candidacy. And the bench really just couldn't give him much of anything. Michael Green has been great for them so far this year. He was two of seven. And if you're going to start Michael Porter and not put him on the bench, it just kind of seems like an issue for the team um, because Michael Porter really was their best bench player, even earlier in this season when he was coming back from the injury. Um, Dom, what were your thoughts on this one? I mean, when it comes to Denver, you know, I mean, Denver's already one of the teams that can't really stop Giannis like that, like that, because Millsap's not going to be able to contain him that well, and then Jokic isn't too much of a defender, so Giannis is going to, you know, do what he do. I mean, he shot 11 for 23, but still. Um, Chris Middleton, you know, had a really good game, 29 points, 12 assists, I mean, we all know Denver's problem has been their defense and, you know, still missing Gary Harris. 
as we know, Gary Harris really is the key to the team, even though he can't make a shot. He still is their best defender. He really do lock people down. So having him would have having him definitely would have helped. But I mean, if you're second best player, it's going to go out there, shoot 17 shots and miss them all. And then your third best player is going to go out there and shoot nine shots and miss them all. Then I mean, (laughs) it's only so much, it's only so much you can do out there. Yeah. Don't know what your thoughts. This game just really honestly came down to Milwaukee. Too much Milwaukee. Brent Forbes, he made three of six from three. As a team, they made 16 to 40. That's 40%. You take that any day of the week. Chris Middleton, he was making tough shots in the half court. He had 29. He was 0 for 5 from three, but it didn't matter because he got to the line 11 times and made all his yeah. throws. Giannis even shot six of eight. Giannis has been struggling from the free throw line, as we all know, and He's making his free throws. He's getting to the basket. Like, made a couple they don't three. have anybody. Yeah, he even made a couple threes. You can't – when Giannis is playing that confident and you have nobody that can defend him, we just saw it the other night when they played the Cavs. He's – when he gets that way, it's not much you can do to stop him. Yeah. And, it, and it's very boring to watch, but it's a <laughs> 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 I mean, it's effective. <laughs> he do what he got to do to get there. It's only boring because at this point, the supporting cast around him just – we just know that there's a limit to this team. At first – at like the first year, huh? Yawn. Go ahead. Sorry. Like the first year – the first year was cool because there was other people that could do stuff. Even last year was okay. But like this year, once they got rid of everybody, and now we know that he's going to stay there. Like, honestly, the interest of last year was more like, will he stay or will he go? Now that we know he's going to stay, now all the interest has gone away. <laughs> I think part of the interest with last year was, like, can he develop enough to break through? Like, I just have no yeah. confidence whatsoever that he's breaking through now. So, yeah. So, yawn. <laughs> I think, yeah, pretty I think, much. I think at this point, Giannis is who he is. It's not like yeah. – you know how normally you look for a player to maybe like add something in the offseason to their game? Yep. That's not really Giannis. Giannis is yeah. Giannis is Giannis. I just feel like he tries too, but it's just yeah, not happening. So he he wants he really does want to be a good three-point shooter. I see yeah, it. He like does. It, it's not like Ben. It's not like Ben where Ben just says, "You know what? Fuck it." Giannis is like, I'm going to keep working in the gym. I'm going to try. I'm going to do all this and do all that. But, you know, honestly, like. Just his release is too slow. He doesn't have a pull-up shot. If he just, he doesn't, the funny thing is I don't think he needs a three. I really just, if he had a floater, he'd be unstoppable. He'd literally be unstoppable. You know what's funny? If he had any type of, like, slow down pace to his game. Like, any of that fly stuff. It's funny because, like, I feel like Giannis and Westbrook fall into a similar category when it comes to shooting because both of them are kind of just too strong for their own good. Like, when you're, like, that strong, like, you see how their shoulders fucking look. Like, these two just – these two are, like, they're some of the best – they're two of the best drivers in the league. At least Westbrook was at one point because of how strong they were. But, like, 
if you, even if you look at LeBron, LeBron really became a better shooter when he like slimmed down a little bit. If you if you like notice, it's just like all that extra weight, all that extra mass. That's why like a lot of centers aren't really that great at shooting. Like you know, Jokic is an exception, but like look at Kristaps. Kristaps is slimmer. It's just like I feel like Giannis. And, and and obviously Westbrook, I just feel like they're just really too strong for their own good. I'm giving them the too strong argument. Kawhi is just as strong. He can shoot just fine. Till can he? Till you were just sitting here talking about how he can't score. When it matters, basically, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the point. That's, That's the not problem. He's too strong. That's just because he misses. That's my point, actually. He can shoot it just fine when it's chilling. I think um I think they I think they miss shots for different reasons. I think Westbrook's problem has always been that he's too athletic. And I think yeah. some people just jump too high yeah. to be great consistent shooters. Like you look at somebody like Steph Curry who has a consistent jump on his shot. He doesn't yeah. get too high, but it's something that you can repeat often. It's hard when you jump 40 inches to jump Even. 40 inches every time to shoot 15 threes like that's just that's just a lot even of even look at rose when rose was at his athletic peak he couldn't shoot he, he really couldn't shoot that well at all it really oh. took the injuries and like him just like losing the bounce losing the strength a little bit just to like put the ball up is weird <laughs> yeah it's weird I'll give you the two think, athletic argument, though. I'll give you that one. You you said what? I'll give you the two athletic argument because I don't even jump when I shoot, but that thing is money. <laughs> Gosh. Well, you know, it's either way. Harden and it goes in all time, so I'll give you that one. It's it's a it's it's not like a it's like they shoot it too strong, <laughs> like they put too much strength in it. Type thing. It's weird. Yeah, I feel like Giannis just can't really do it off the dribble. That's what I feel like with him. He can't do it off the catch either. Mm. He's low key, low key. Giannis is actually better off the dribble than like on. The I was catch. gonna say he can't he be is a, better off the dribble. <laughs> he can't like he can't pick and pop for the life of him. But if he just like if he just like dribbles the ball up the floor and they just like sag off of him, he'll shoot it and he can make that. But if 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 he like really set in like a pick and pop, that's never gonna work. Or if he just standing there on the corner, he'll never make that. But he's cool off the dribble. He really is. Yeah, his shot takes a long time to get off. So like if it's no, it's no way you can just like swing, swing to Giannis and Giannis is just gonna catch the defender before the closeout gets there. Like he's not that type of shooter. Yeah. Ain't nobody closing out to that. <laughs> 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 Chill out with Yana's shot, man. <laughs> Damn, how did that just be coming right there? That's crazy. Um, not Yana shooting threes. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, the Mavs beat the T Wolves 127-122. Angelo Russell got hurt in this one, I'm guessing. He only played six minutes. Um still, and they were yeah. 21 in the first quarter, but as we know, Mavs can't really stop anyone. This game got unnecessarily close. 
no reason. Um, Malik Beasley, 30 points, 10 of 21 from the field. Um, he was a plus eight that he continues to just be the best player. Anthony Edwards, 22, 8 of 19. He was a minus 13. I mean, I guess he had to shoot the ball. Okoge, plus 20, 11 points, 3 of 3 from the field. This is playing defense out there. And McDaniels went off the bench, minus 22. And that's a struggle right there. You can't have that. Um, and for the Mavs, you know, Luka, 9 for 22, 1 of 7 from 3, pretty much what he does. Seven more turnovers. 28 points, though, eight rebounds, five assists. He got to the free throw line. Porzingis was hitting his threes today, 10 to 19 from the field, 27 points. And again, off the bench is really the key to the team, and we already know this. Um, ja, sorry, Tim Hardaway, 9 for 15, 24 points, plus nine off the bench. And Brunson, a plus 16 in 19 minutes with six assists. Um, Darnell, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think you're getting finally for Dallas. You're getting consistent. You're you're finally finding the role for Tim Hardaway. I think coming off the bench is better suited for him because it just allows him to be in a defined role where he can shoot the, where he knows he can shoot the three. It doesn't have to worry about getting other guys involved and and other touches for other guys. He can just tunnel vision. I'm gonna shoot the ball and I'm gonna score. And for Minnesota, Malik Beasley is continuing his hot streak. 30 points for him, but it wasn't enough. Obviously, they needed more out there. They're missing Carl Anthony Towns, but it's been a long time since he's been out there. I don't think we can really make that an excuse anymore. You got probably another Ricky Rubio game, nine points, seven assists, four steals for Ricky Rubio, the game of the, the, game of the year for him. And more steals is crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, but Luca just did normal Luca things. Wasn't efficient, but did just enough to get the job done with his twenty-seven. I mean, his twenty-six. But Kristaps was the real reason they won the game. Yeah, Luca things wasn't efficient. I mean, he's. I mean, Darnell's not gonna give them excuse. But damn it, if this roster is gonna suck, then I mean, they're not gonna be good without their best player. They suck when he's there, so I mean, they're gonna be even worse when he's not there. I mean, I'll, I'll give them that. Ex- I'll give them that excuse. But um, you know, Malik Beasley does definitely has come alive. You know, missing D'Angelo Russell. I mean, that's he. If he's gonna be the best player out there, or at least second or third if he's gonna be the second best player out there after Beasley then I mean you know they just they're just they already can't score and then they're missing their second best offensive player so I mean there just wasn't much to do and you know the the Mavs just took advantage of this team being bad but the Mavs are still a bad team so it's not it's not used to be oh the Mavs are coming back no they still suck (laughs) <laughs> they really have to score 125 to beat everybody. To beat the fucking Timberwolves without yeah. Towns or Russell. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Damn, Josh. You can't guard Malik Beasley out there, bruh. I, know I, I was I was ready to say. I was ready to say, you know what? Josh had a good game, and I looked over my 11. I was like, damn, he got fucking fried, didn't he? <laughs> man. <laughs> Put him in a bag. <laughs> Damn, Ben's 
Ben Simmons was really saving that nigga whole fucking career. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, moving on to the overtime killers themselves. Overtime killers were bad teams or average teams go to die. The Lakers beat the Thunder 119-112. Amen. Getting this one to overtime and then holding the Thunder to only two points. What I will say for the Thunder, I mean, again, no George Hill. Um, Dort did come back. He's a minus 13 out there. But, again, no George Hill. They're just going to continue to struggle. And no Maladon. He's been their backup point guard as well. Um, This is going to be tough for them. And no Muscala. And he's been huge for them as well. So, in the NBA, only play eight players. And that's not something they want to do. Um, Al Horford, 6-20. First real rough game of him for the year. 14 points, minus 13 out there. Diallo, 8 for 17, 11 rebounds and 20 points. But, again, you'd rather have him or Baisley off the bench. And Baisley as well, 7 to 21, no points. But one thing I did really like, even though they lost this game, I just wanted to see if he had the capability to do it. Shea Gillis, has, Shea Gillis Alexander just said, you know what, I'm just shooting the ball today. And he was a plus three out there. He tried as best he could, 29 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, only four turnovers. Very impressive when you consider how much he had the ball in his hands and how much he had to – but they just couldn't get it done. As the Lakers end up winning an OT, Montrezl Harrell, 21 points, eight rebounds, plus 15 off the bench. Wes Matthews hit a big three late. Um, he came out there, uh, plus 10 with 16 points, five or seven from the field. Best game, I think, for Wesley Matthews all year. And LeBron James, 28 points, 12 assists, 14 rebounds. Oham, that's what he does. Only two for 10 from deep. Didn't matter. He just say yawn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, a, a triple double yawn. <laughs> I didn't say yawn. I didn't ho-hum. say yawn. Who said you said yawn? He I, said ho hum. Ho hum isn't yawn. Ho hum just means it's so impressive. You know? Yawn is like, oh, you're just beating up on the lead. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> turn now, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think it came down to LeBron versus Shea. At the end of the game, it was close. Obviously, it went in overtime. And for OKC, they were starting out playing through Al Horford. And I was wondering coming into the game, because I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, I haven't been able to watch as many Thunder games as I'd like to. But I got to see him. And it's like Al Horford is the only vet out there. So they got a lot of respect for him and his kind of his resume. So they play through him in the half court. But when the game got tight, Shea decided decided to go into takeover mode, and he finished the game with 29, 10 assists, and seven rebounds, which is great. 21 and 16 for Darius Baisley. You got 20 from from Diallo, Diallo, which was great. Not not much from Lou Dort, but you like the defense that he provides. You want him to go. You don't want him to go 0 for six from the three point line. He's supposed to be a three and D. You want to see kind of him make a little some of his three-point shots. And for the Lakers, they're the defending champs for a reason, even without Anthony Davis, even though we've seen them struggle against Detroit without Anthony Davis, they had enough. Montrez came off the bench and gave him 21-8, and it was enough to get win in overtime. Yeah, I'm just noticing they tried to play Darius Miller, the Thunder did. He went out there for 12 minutes, minus 12 is so damn we can play seven people, I guess. Um, hey, not, not a not a minus one every minute. 
So there's so I'm th- I'm thinking about something else, right? I'm thinking about a game that just happened a couple days ago. I'm thinking about a few games. I'm thinking about a few games actually. Think about a few games. I'm thinking about one game that happened a few weeks ago. Think about one game that happened, and I'm thinking about two games that happened over the weekend. Uh-huh. I'm thinking about the Lakers versus Detroit the first time, where they got yep. blown the fuck out. Think about the Lakers versus Detroit the second time. I'm thinking about the Super Bowl. And what I'm thinking about the Super Bowl is because I heard a report that Tom Brady, the day before the Super Bowl, he texted all them niggas at night and said, we're not losing this fucking game. And you know what I thought? LeBron did not text these niggas before Detroit <laughs> and before the Thunder and said, we're not losing this game. But they didn't lose the games. <laughs> they, they got fucked up by Detroit, actually. The first time, they lost by like 20. Then the second time, they played both of them in overtime. But you can just kind of tell they don't care. They don't care about the Thunder. They don't care about the Pistons. Same way, like the Buccaneers, they didn't they didn't specifically care in the regular in the regular season as much. They ended with like a ten and six record. But as soon as the playoffs started, you feel me? They ain't lose. They they ain't lose a game. They won the Super Bowl, and that's just what. And LeBron and Brady have said it themselves. I am that. I am him. He is I. So you feel me? If they're gonna have the same mentality going into these things, because really, when you look at it, they are so similar. Because like you look at their age and like their wisdom within the game, and they both play for multiple teams at this point. But you look at both their age comparatively to like where other players are. Even though Tom Brady's is crazy because he's like forty three, but like LeBron's is still crazy. He like 37, 36, and he's like still a top three MVP candidate. So like, you know, you know what I mean? He's, he was just chilling and his chilling is a triple double, a 30 point triple double, but you know, I just think they weren't worried about these guys and OKC fights. They really do fight hard, but it's the same thing as Memphis. They were fighting real hard at the start because they got a lot of depth, but eventually the lack of talent is just going to catch up to them. And if they had George Hill, or um, you know, even Roby or or Muscala or whoever, Maladon and whoever else they're missing. I do think they would have won this game just because I don't think the Lakers care right about them. So yeah. I'm not going in about this LeBron Brady thing today. I don't know why. I'm not I'm just not gonna do it. Not take I am he he is I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um the goats. Anyway, Darnell, you got anything you want to say about that? Before I just LeBron and Brady. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not really. I, I think, think. I think. Go ahead. I don't think they're that similar. They don't. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't see it either. Yeah. I think that takes some else. I I stand by it. <laughs> I stand by it. I am he. He is I. Man, you don't think LeBron be texting them dudes before them games? Be like, yo, yo, we're winning tonight. You know that, right? 
he, That's all he I'm saying. Yeah, it's he actually before the, in the 2016 finals, he texted yeah. the whole team. They were in a group chat. He texted well, the whole team you and he said, "Your team doesn't mean you're the same as that different player." It's not. It's not. Yes, you are. Okay. All right, moving <laughs> on. It's the, yes, it means it means you're it means you're the team. It means you're the old head team leader. And that's what they both are, the old head team leaders. They already did everything that they've done, and they just want to accomplish more. There are plenty of old head team leaders that do that, and they end up losing the game anyway, and they're awesome. So I don't – No, they don't. They probably text that same shit, and they ended up getting dubbed. <laughs> Drew Brees did not text that same – Drew Brees is not Tom Brady. We, Bro, Tom Brady well, – They're not the family same they're completely different in a lot of different. Tom Brady, Tom Brady kicked his family out the house. LeBron spent, LeBron spent millions of dollars just to keep his body intact. I am he. He is I. Two completely different things. Again, you, I, whatever. Moving on, man. The Wizards beat the Bulls 105-101 in a game that lost my lead. Um, the Wizards were playing without Russell Westbrook, so of course they're a much better team. Rui Hachimura, 7 for 13, 19 points, 10 rebounds for him. Um, Bertans, 4 of 11 from deep. They needed all of those. Alex Len, 5 for 5, 13 points, 7 rebounds for him as well. And Bradley Beal, 10 of 24, 14 to 15 from the free throw line, 35 points, 7 assists. Um, their bench all was positive, even though no one shot better than 33%, which was very, very strange. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't know, man. Avija, 10 rebounds. Robin Lopez at least got to the free throw line. I don't fucking understand this one. Is Schmidt did have seven assists, so that kind of explains that actually. Um, for the Bulls, that is some tried, man. 11, seven for 11, 14 points, six assists. Um, Garrett Temple is a plus three, even though he was one of eight because he's the only defender on the whole freaking team. Um, and as far as stars go, Kobe White, three of 10, still a plus one out there, eight points, eight rebounds. And Zach Levine, 12 for 26, eight for 11 from free throw line, 35 points, six assists, minus seven, and a late layup down two to miss the game. I wonder who could have saw this coming. I wish I would have just used my brain on this one since I already knew that Zach Levine was not a clutch player. But, hey, man, Dom, what do you think? Because apparently I'm wrong on this one, and you're right. So I just want to hear what I said, what I, what I, what I literally said. And the stat came, the stat came right up. The stat came right up. I said, he only scores, he only scores in the fourth quarter. (laughs) He really only scores in the fourth quarter. You saw everyone else on the list. Huh? saw everyone else on the list. I saw the three Brooklyn Brooklyn players. And I saw Beal and I saw Lillard. Okay. So you feel me? Fuck that list is stupid. Beal five and fifteen. So you tell so you so you trying to tell me logo Lillard ain't clutch. I'm not even gonna comment on that. <laughs> Zach, Zach Levine Zach had eight points in the fourth quarter yesterday, eight of his thirty-five, two of eleven from the field. Yeah, no. Ass. Yeah, that was the- yeah, that was the stat. It was like, um, I think they said he averages seven points in the fourth quarter, and that's like that's a uh, fourth most by any player. Eleven part is the important one, sir. 
<laughs> hey man, he went right to that free. He marched right to that free throw line and made them free throws. So, bro, but to get back in the game, they gave Kobe the ball and he had the floater, and all Zach had to do was make a layup, and he sold it. Had you jumping <laughs> around, you're just so ridiculous. Hey, man. I told you, I told you, bro, what, what did I say? I said, I'm glad he missed one because Zach Levine would have hit a three. He's, he hit, it's weird. He hits threes, but when it comes to twos, when it comes to, he hits clutch threes. He really does. I keep seeing him do it. It's just these twos. You can't do that shit, you even though last do it on Twitter. You watch. No, I'm seeing it when I <laughs> watched them. We saw we saw him do it against Portland. And then what did he do? And then he got trapped. In a and what jump did he ball. do? Huh? And then what did he do? He got in the jump ball. And how does your most athletic player lose a jump ball? Tell me that. Can you do something? What? Did he... Ain't Lillard's not athletic now. Lillard be dunking right on niggas too. Then Lillard hit that crazy, crazy ass three. If he ain't hit that three, they would have won the game. Okay. Chicago would have won the game off a Levine game winning three. Okay. Levine hit them, hit them threes. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with you, man. I'm you, you, you won't pick them anymore because they blow leads, and yet you're going to sit here with straight face and try to tell me exactly means clutch. <laughs> make it make sense. Make it make sense. Hey man, you you picked them. So. I did. <laughs> I did. It was a mistake. But because I didn't follow my own gut instincts of this dude ain't clutch, should have just believed in myself and that I was right. He's a choke artist. I followed my I followed my instinct that Russell Westbrook wasn't there. <laughs> followed my knowledge. Another All I needed was the knowledge of Westbrook being but I think you're also sold late in the game a couple of times, too. So I definitely see why they both want to stay right where the fuck they are. They both are like, you know what? Fuck the pressure. I'm going to stay right here. People want to be like, free Zach Levine right after he signs that dumb contract he's about to sign. But it makes sense. You don't, you don't want to be anywhere where there's any pressure. Because people like you are going to say, well, he had a clutch three on Twitter one time. And you know what? He's clutch. No, the fuck, he's not. Man, out there, two for eleven against the Wizards who don't play in the fourth quarter, and they lose by four because he missed a layup. Hey, 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 with hey, no hey, other than hey, Alex hey. Lynn at the basket. Wait, wait. Alex Lynn was at the just, basket, and this dude I, wants a foul, and he didn't touch. I just want to add. I just want to add, just wanna add this. As as bad as Zach Levine was. <laughs> So unclutch as he was. Yeah. At least he wasn't this nigga where he going to talk about that. That's true. <laughs> he really he really saved him tonight. I know Zach Zach Levine was about to get it from you. <laughs> I can't I can't give it to him again. I've already made my opinion very clear. Very clear. And you were, and it's more so it's more so about you just, you know, acknowledging the truth and the fact of the matter. You can have all them points. But again, hey man, like I said, like I said last time, it's like damn, he's not good. He's not good enough. Shit. Zach Zach Levine is not a good enough player. It's not about being good enough. He takes stupid shots. 
He takes. He does shots take stupid shots for no reason <laughs> and misses them. Bro, they got back in the game. They're in the bonus. But he makes. But he makes some of them. Why? Why? Why is he taking mid-range jumpers? No one is stopping anyone from getting into the basket. But I know why. Dude, I was glad. And that's all I need to know about Zach. I was, I was, I was glad. I was glad that he took that mid-range action. know what are your thoughts on this game, man? <laughs> after you, after you two, man, I don't even have any thoughts. Like that tangent. <laughs> But the, the tangent about Zach Levine, I didn't see coming. Like, that's the second time in a row. But, yeah, losing Bradley Bill. <laughs> I'd be losing these games. Yeah, Bradley Bill had 35. A good game for him. Pretty much the norm for him at this point. One of five from three, 10 of 24 from the field. Nothing that jumps off the screen for Chicago. They're missing – Laurie Markinen, I think they could have used him in this game, maybe to take the clutch shots over Zach Levine. But 35 points, you, you need better than 2 of 11 in the fourth quarter for Zach Levine. Yeah. If you're going to be the closer, you got to – you got to – if you don't have it going, you got to look at other ways and maybe get other guys involved or get easier looks. But just just figure out all the way to close it, man. That's how mm-hmm. all it comes down to <laughs> Yeah. The crazy thing about it was, man, he really did save podcast hero Bradley Beal. Bradley went right up there, 11 for 11 from the line, and <laughs> to give him a chance to tie the game and send it to overtime. And if it goes to overtime, the Bulls aren't losing to these dudes. They really aren't. But guess what? You can't make a layup. I'm talking. I sat there astonished. And then – Astonished? No, I sat there disappointed, but not surprised. Because I'm watching Dom on the ground, thanking his hallelujahs, saying his prayers. Thankful that it was Zach Levine took the letter. I was just sitting there like, of course. Because when you're right, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Bradley went right out there and made all them layups, though. <laughs> he slid right through everybody. <laughs> Bradley slid right through everybody, made every layup. I was like, damn. Man, he made that shit look so easy. Yep. He was doing anything he wanted to do. <laughs> he, he really slid right in between, like, four niggas and then just, like, slithered his way to a layup. Yep. And it was really perfect. I was like, damn, this nigga right here different. Oh, I mean... At the, at the end of the day, go eight for eleven to free throw line. At the end of the day, though, the game came down to Levine versus Bill, and the question is, is who's better, Levine or Bill? I mean, it's no, it'll never be a debate about that. Just like the other game, who's who's better, Levine or Lillard? The answer was Lillard. No, Thaddeus was their best player. It wasn't even Levine. Talking about. Yeah, we've been saying Thaddeus is the best player. Thaddeus and Laurie are the best players on the team. So, like, he had way more help than Beal. Beal was out there. Beal, Beal's second best player was either Alex Lynn. Well, it was Rui. To say that. It was Rui. It was Rui. But, I mean, damn. It was like, man, he had to rely on Alex. And Ish Smith. Don't forget the importance of Ish I was about Smith. To say, I was about to say it was either Alex or Ish Alex or Smith. But I was going to – Rui was – 
Late down the stretch, it was really Ish Smith or Alex Lindo. Yeah. That's not much more help. That actually is not more help than Thaddeus Young, though. It's not. I'm not going to say that. You know what? Now, speaking of no help, let's get right to it. Speaking of no help. All right, man. Here we go. (sighs) Now, a little backdrop to this game. Dom said, and I quote, I have the Spurs keep winning, but I never see them be a good team. Well, they beat a good team just for him. 105, 100. You know what's crazy? I really was thinking about picking them because I was like, for some dumb, stupid reason, the Spurs are going to win this game. And lo and behold. (laughs) Yeah, it was a dumb, stupid reason. Hey, man. Presented winning 105-100. And go over the numbers before we go over the storyline real quick. So just hold your horses. Draymond Green, seven points, five turnovers, but 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Almost had a triple-double out there. Andrew Wiggins struggled for 12 from the field, 11 points. However, he was a minus three. Steph Curry, 32 points, six assists, seven rebounds, just doing what he does and getting sold yet again. He was a plus three. Kelly Oubre, nine for 16, hitting threes again, too. Four of eight from three, and he every time ends up being a minus seven. I don't know why. I really don't. I kind of feel bad. But he just I think it's what it is, I think it's I think it's because both of them be out there together and one yeah, of them. You can say sells. that but every every time you say that, who's both of them? Because Wiggins is always a better plus minus, even if he plays worse. So I don't care what I don't know what you're talking about. He always – well, okay, Pascal Wanamaker had worse plus minuses, so it could have been that. And Toscano Anderson had a minus nine. Those two are minus eights. But everyone else in the starting lineup, even Draymond was a plus three. Yeah, yeah, he, he was definitely a plus three, wasn't plus he? Plus three for both teams. Um, the Rosen, 21 and 10 assists out there. Pirtle, 14 points, 11 rebounds. Per- um, Nola Marcus Aldridge, and they still get the win. As Jante Murray hit a late three, ended up with 27 points, 10 rebounds. Evan White struggled from the field, one of 11, over five from three, but they still end up pulling this one out because late in the game, 103, 100, eight seconds to go. They inbound the ball. Who's supposed to catch it? Just pass it to Steph. And he catches it right around half court. And he throws up one of the worst shots I've ever seen. Um, throws it up because he thought he was going to get fouled. Or maybe he thought he was Logo Lillard. Or maybe Steph's told him to pass him the ball. And he was just like, nah, I got it. Anyway, he throws up one of the worst. Not the KD. <laughs> with Steph Curry right there that I've ever seen in my life. Awful. I I just have no oh man, it was leaning. God, watched it again. It was pretty bad. Steph's just looking like damn dog. He can't say nothing because he don't want to get called a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, damn. Just looking up, like, did he really just shoot that? And the answer is yes. I want I want I want also add that they asked him about it after the game, and he said it was the smartest shot that looked dumb. It was a smart shot 
that looked dumb because it didn't work. <laughs> that would that's 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 what that's what he said himself. <laughs> but here here's my biggest problem with it, right? Let's forget, let's forget that, you know, Steph's the best shooter in NBA history for a second. <laughs> right next to him, right? Let's forget that for a second. Yeah. So my biggest issue with it is like, okay, let's say that his plan did work and he did get fouled. He knows he is 70% free throw shooter, right? <laughs> He's not Steph at the line. But I don't I'm not a fan of that move anyway. Bro, he barely he barely LeBron at the line. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a 70% free throw shooter with eight seconds left on the clock. And said, you know what? I have the best shooter of all time right next to me. But let me go take these free throws. I got it. I think we have to be honest about what happened. What what happened? He won his triple double. I mean, has seven, <laughs> ten, and ten. No, Russell. No, Russell, man. That's not the way to do it. And um, that's why it was so smart. It just looked dumb because it didn't. <laughs> and and remember and remember, one of the biggest reasons why KD left because. KD is because Draymond had the ball. KD called for it. And then KD said, man, why you ain't passed the ball? Draymond said, nigga, this is my team. I do what the fuck I do what the fuck I want. You a bitch. We we won here before we 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 won before you got here. We don't need you. Get the fuck out of my face. I'm not passing you the fucking ball. You bitch ass nigga. That's what he ain't say all that, but you know that was basically that was basically that was basically the summarization. Like I'm pretty sure say that. All right, but but that's what he meant. <laughs> that's that's what he meant. He said most of it. I just added a little extra, but he just added some sauce. But, but yeah, added a I'll little bit. Steak, but. <laughs> but he went up there because and the reason and the reason that whole situation happened is because he dribbled up the court <laughs> threw the ball away. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and Durant was like, bro, I was right here. <laughs> he said, nigga, fuck you. <laughs> so then so that last night, you know, step, step. Stephy get all these all these pretty game winners, you know. He he the two time MVP, you know. <laughs> oh, oh man, he a top five MVP candidate. You know what? <laughs> I'm important too. Damn it, they they couldn't beat nobody. They was getting blown out by forty before I came back. You know what? Let me show how important I am. You know what? Inbound the ball right to him. Could just sat there. <laughs> Took some time off the clock. I'm sure that was the play. It was just to hold it and let Steph come around. That's what they always do. Yeah, that's true. Well, he was looking like Steph looked like Could have just, t- <laughs> just sat there, took some time off the clock. Like, 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 when we were watching the Wizards game, right? Here's Smith, right? He stood there. He just waited. 
stood there, waited for 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 Bradley to come around to give him the ball, for Bradley to go in there, drive, miss a free throw, but make the other one. But oh, Ish Smith stood there and waited. Because they had the lead, but I get Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> Lil, I mean, as great as Bill is, and as much as we love talking about Bill, Bill is not <laughs> Steph Curry. Steph Curry was right next to Draymond Green. <laughs> he says, you know what? Let me put this bitch up and try to get the foul. And so fairness, I can hmm? Ish Smith is not Draymond Green either. <laughs> You're not dumb. <laughs> Amen. We amen. As as important, you know, you know what? This just for this just furthers. Remember, remember last time I was like, you know, that guy in Washington, he kind of is similar to that guy in to that guy in San Fran. And you know what? <laughs> the, the more they keep playing, <laughs> the similarities just keep striking. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, he really is Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> really went out there has Steph the fuck Curry right next to him in a three point game but you know what it's my turn it's my fucking turn it's my fucking time to shine my time is now let's be a little fair to Draymond uh, Draymond Green is shooting 20% from three this year Mm-hmm. But he had already hit one in the game, so he was hot. He was feeling it. <laughs> the hot he was one for three. He yep. was one for three, so he was like, you know what? Maybe I can be two for four from half court. That's that belief. It's that inner confidence that you have to have. Yeah. At that point, bro, just get, I'd rather Uber took the took that fucking shot than yeah. motherfucking Draymond. At least Ubre was four for eight from the damn field from the from three. My man's hit one three and was like, you know what? It's my turn. It's my time. And and, and you know, DeJounte had an amazing game. He had 27, 10, 4, and eight fucking steals. Like he went crazy. Almost getting a triple double with steals. Yeah. Like DeJounte went crazy. DeRozan had a good game. Like, Pirtle had a good game. You know, the team played well. But at the end of the day, Draymond really said, you know what? This is my turn. Shot a half-court three. And they're not even – it's not even like it, – it'd be different, right? It'd be okay. I wouldn't even be, you know, as mad – or, or not, I'm not even mad. I find it amazing. I find it humorous. It's, it's honestly pretty entertaining. But it'd be one thing if they were like, you know, a top two seed, top three seed, and Draymond was just like, you know what? Let me try it out. Nah, they're like the ninth seed fighting for a playoff spot right now. And just say, you know what? Let me just throw this game away real quick. <laughs> he thought he was making it. Okay. He didn't think he didn't think he was making it though. That's the thing. He knew he wasn't making it. He thought he was getting fouled. That's the difference. 
He didn't even shoot. He didn't even shoot the ball to make it. He shot the ball to get fouled. But then the thing is, he can't even hit free throws. So. Hey, man. Darnell, what are your thoughts on this one? <laughs> yeah. A good Kelly Uber game was ruined by Draymond Green. You got 24 points, 9 of 16 for the field, 4 8 from 3 from Kelly. Steph is his normal self. You'd like a little more out of Wiggins, but 10 assists for Draymond. He was taking care of the ball, he, he, even though he had five turnovers, but it came down to the, the last play of the game. And you, you know the worst Draymond part made of it. Yeah, what? The worst part of it is that is that if you if you didn't see the play online and didn't know anything about it, he's a plus three. He's like yeah. he's like one of the only three pluses on the team. One of the only four pluses on the team. So you'd be like, you know what, Draymond probably had a good game. <laughs> but then he took the shot that sent the internet on fire. And yes, he did. I just don't like I I don't like I don't like the debating of the foul right there because if you're Draymond Green, you have to know this is a lot to go through at one moment in, in an instant like that, but you know the refs don't love you. You're the most belligerent to the refs out of anyone in the league. The 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 way that they don't eject you more in games is just mind-boggling to me sometimes, the way you get away with things, but to think that the refs are going to give you that with the game on the line and your team is down three from half court, you're going to get a tic-tac foul. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Give the ball to Stephen Curry, the best shooter on the floor, the best shooter that's probably ever been on the floor, and let them take, take the shot. So, uh, yeah, man. He knows how dumb it was. Everybody knows how dumb it was. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Damn it, Draymond. Sad part is he's the second smartest player on the team. <laughs> what are we doing this stuff? What are we doing this, man? Golly. All right, Darnell. Game of the night, player of the night, coach of the night, dickhead of the day. Let's hear him. My game of the night goes to Golden State, San Antonio, just because the ending was everything. And my coach of the night goes to Greg Popovich because he they didn't follow at the end of the game. And <laughs> they, <laughs> they, held, they held Golden State the 63, 64 points in the last three quarters after scoring 36 in the first. That's a good job by them. My player of the night goes to I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Devin Booker. I'm gonna go with Devin Booker with his I think he had 36. Yeah, 36 points, eight assists, four rebounds. I'm gonna go with Devin Booker and my dickhead of the day. It's obvious. It's gonna be unanimous again. It's straight my brain. So <clears throat> my um so I just want I just want to remind all of my everything I'm about to say it all revolves around one game. <laughs> so <laughs> my game my game of the day is Golden State versus San Antonio. 
My coach of the day is also Greg Popovich. My player of the day and my dickhead of the day are the same person. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know why it's the same thing? Because he really was a plus three when everybody else was a minus. Mm-hmm. And he still was the reason that they lost the game. It's 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 incredible to me that he was the reason that they would have won, and the reason that they lost at the same time. It's it's honestly it's honestly incredible. Like like you know, Dejounte was amazing. You know, Steph was great as Steph does. Ubre had a really good game too. But you know what? <laughs> There's some things you just can't recreate. And Draymond Green is somebody you you cannot recreate. <laughs> Thank you for existing, Draymond. You will forever be a legend in this podcast <laughs> for, for for years to come. Damn, Draymond! My game of the day, Warrior Spurs. <laughs> Player of the day, I'm actually I'm gonna go Lamelo Ball. It's been impressing me of late. Kind of led the way there. Um, my coach of the day is Greg Popovich, and my dickhead of the day, I really did, man. I was ready to give this to Zach Levine. It's got to go to Draymond, because Zach Levine took a smart shot and missed it. I just I just knew you wanted to be Levine so bad. That's, that's, that's why I had to send you that clip. <laughs> I had to text you that clip. I was like, bro. You know, fucking not. Nah, it's still Zach Levine, because fuck you. <laughs> Make a damn layup, bro. Ben and Zach Levine, I believe. So you mad he missed the, so you mad he missed the layup. I'm so fucking furious he missed the fucking layup. When that nigga sat there, it took a half-court shot. It was dumb. But he he clock. Hey, man, you can look at it either uh, way. He took a really stupid shot, but he didn't miss a layup to send it to overtime. The degree of difficulty is good. Man, let's just say <laughs> well, well, when I think of dickhead of the day, right, yeah. mm-hmm. I think of somebody doing something stupid. I think missing a life is pretty stupid. <laughs> I think it's pretty dumb. <laughs> um, I mean, if, if missing a layup is dumber. I'm going to go like this. I'm going to I think missing a layup and then looking around like you got fouled when no one touched you is pretty dumb. <laughs> Is worse than shooting a three when nobody touched you and looking for the foul as well, especially when, as Darnell said, the refs hate you. <laughs> Difference in opinions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then <clears throat> a little news for the day. Okay. The Miami Heat are interested in Kyle Lowry. Man, and Thaddeus Young. Everybody, but go ahead. And Thaddeus Young. The Toronto Raptors are trying to get Andre Drummond, are trying to trade for Drummond, and the Cavs said they will not buy him out. Yep. Told you that was going to happen. Yeah, so the Raptors are trying to trade for Drummond. The Bulls are most likely landing spot for one Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Why? Oh, my God. The Clippers are trying to trade both Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly before the trade before the trade deadline. What? Oh yeah, these teams are dumb as hell. Oh my god. And 
And then players of the week are De'Aaron Fox for the West and Giannis and Teta Canupo. <laughs> Fucking yawn. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, didn't Brad to go 2 and 1 this week? Averaging like 34. Bro, you know the league don't know he exists. Why you? <laughs> they don't care about no fucking He played on ESPN. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck all of that. The worst primetime game of the season so far. Oh, my God. He, he can't help playing the fucking Pacers. <laughs> he ain't asked Ew. to play the Lakers on ESPN. Or ring. Hey man, it's it's not his fault. Oh, it's not his fault that his team blew them bum ass niggas out. And Sabonis wanted to take 50 jump hooks and miss half of them. That's not Yana's fault. Hey man, tonight we get Rockets, Pelicans, and Celtics Jazz on TV. Not great games. Those are really, but they're not they're not quite as bad as the ESPN games. As the league really did put a lot of Pelicans games on, and they just aren't entertaining enough to be on TV this much. <laughs> really aren't fun enough to watch for all of this. Until they, until they trade Lonzo for some bum from, from Chicago. <laughs> They're really about to get Kobe White. Oh, my God. That actually might help. I, I don't know if it'll help. As long as if they can get rid of JJ, too, then maybe it'll help. Also, to me, though, my game of the night, Sixers-Kings at 10. It's a good one. Yeah, the Kings are actually fun. Yeah. The Halliburton's versus the Sixers. Probably. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fun until they got to play the fucking 76ers. Uh, it should be Hey, man, you know this. I mean, hey, well, Holmes hey, is man, you, alive out there. You got, you, hey, man, if you want to pick the Kings, you got it. I'm not picking them. If Embiid don't play, I'll pick the Kings, and you can take the six. Well, not me. Very possible. I think that's a, I think that's a consensus. Crazy. All right, man. Thank you guys so much for joining, so much for listening, man. We appreciate the love, and we're just going to keep trying to do this uh, every day we can. So for Dom and Darnell, this was Demetrius, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Triple D's deuces. Until next time.